Genesis chapter 22. You know it's important to hear the Word of God. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But we must obey it. To truly experience the joy and the blessing of the Word of God, we have to obey it. We should be ready to hear it, have a heart, have a mind. I, 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 I can't uh, maybe uh, overemphasize of coming, coming to church on Sunday morning, picking up your Bible during the week, and having a heart prepared and ready to receive Ready to hear, ready to ready to get something from the Lord. I saw when we were when we were in India. You know, sometimes different things people can do can turn into just tradition, um, and I don't want the you know don't want we never want that. But those believers and Christians when they would come into a church service, the first thing that they would do, I'd watch them, and this was the majority of the folks. They'd come in and and they would sit down and they would bow their head and they would pray. And you know, I don't know what they're praying about, but I can only imagine that they were they were preparing themselves to hear what the Lord would have them to hear, and so that we become doers of the word. But first, we have to begin, you know, to hear that. There are many different uh, different reactions to the word of God. I would say that some maybe just casual, uh, indifferent. You know, they don't put a lot of stock, a lot of importance to it. Some folks, when they hear the Word of God, may even be opposed to it. Rebellious to it. But then there's some that when we hear it, we're seeking it, and we want to then begin to apply it into our life and, and, and put it to practice. And this is where the blessing comes. God doesn't expect us... Uh, one to be perfect too doesn't expect us to uh, uh, you know know everything but I believe that God reveals things to us and he'll put it on our heart the Holy Spirit inside of each believer will prick our heart to begin to say hey this is something that you need to put into practice this is something you, you need to do it and then it then becomes our responsibility to put it into practice you know the the context here in Genesis chapter 22 of Isaac. God wants to bless Isaac, does He not? You guys know the story enough. God wants to bless Isaac, right? And so, He wants to bless Abraham, right? He wants to bless all the descendants down. He wants to bless the nation of Israel. But He here begins a test. He begins a a thing with with, uh, Abraham. a, 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 A test, I would say. To see if he'll be obedient to him. And he tells him to offer his only son, Isaac, right? Is the, the one that God had chosen. The one that God saw the blessing would come through. The lineage would come through. And we find out, not going to go through all the details, but Abraham doesn't. He obeys. He's obedient to it. And so in verse 16, the Bible says... Verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 16, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, 
that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is by the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Why? Look at this last verse, last sentence of the verse. He says, because thou hast obeyed my voice. We see that God wanted to bless Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the nation of Israel, but he also wanted to test Abraham to see that he was going to be obedient. And obedience, obedience is the proof of our faith. It's the, it's, it's the life action. We put it into practice. We Okay, we say that we trust God, right? We say that we trust Him. We say that we believe Him. So then we, if that's true, then we would obey Him, correct? If we trust Him, if we're seeking after Him, then we would, would obey Him. We pray and ask God for His direction. We pray and ask God for His will. And then when He gives it to us, then we must what? Have to walk it. Put it into practice. Be obedient to it. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. As we obey God, this is a, an expression of our faith. Hebrews chapter 11, you know this is the passage of the heroes of the faith in the Bible. Faith in God is trusting Him and obeying Him. Obeying His Word. Trusting what He says is going to happen will happen. It's His will over our will. And that's, that's, that's what it would be to be uh, putting our faith and trust in Him is when we truthfully have to. You know, it, it's, it's not a test. Or it's not difficult when everything's going our way. Right? But it's when, it's when there's this thing and we have to say, I know that the Lord's directing me this way, although I may most comfortably or most, uh, my, my preference would be this way, but I am trusting the Lord. Right. And it's after that that the blessing will come. Hebrews 11, verse 17, the Bible says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, see, he was tried offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received them in a figure. Abraham just believed God. I mean, that's strong faith to say, hey, look, it was impossible for Sarah and I at our age to, to have a son in the first place. So if God's telling me to do this, then God is able to raise him up. God is able to do what he wants. And so his faith, his faith in God led him to this obedience. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 46, he says, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? That's an interesting thing, right? That there's that with our mouth we can say these things, and, and, and depending on how long we have been around church or church people, we may be able to pick up some words, we may be able to pick up some sentences, some phrases that makes us almost sound uh, Christian or what have you. But if our life actions, if, if, if our if our life is not based around, hey, what is God telling us, and how is He leading us, you know. 
there is a disconnect sometimes between our mouth, would you not agree, and our action. No. He says, Lord, Lord, uh, why, say, why are you saying that? But do not the things that I say. In other words, this importance uh, of obedience to God, um, he, he takes it seriously as followers, as Christians, as, as believers in, in Christ. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, should give our attention, be attentive to His Word and to His will, sensitive to the leading of His Spirit. You know, when you have little kids, they, they have selective hearing. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> when you're saying something and they're walking away from you and they're on their way to do something else, they just completely pretend that they didn't hear you. And you know, you know that they heard you. Right? Can we be that way sometimes with God that we, we look, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're, we, we should be in t- complete and total surrender to Him. You know, our whole lives were given to Him. He gave Himself to us. And so that means all of His will. You know, that means all, all of His Word. And so we don't get to pick and choose what we can obey. We have to say, you know, Lord, my heart is that where you lead, I will follow. What you say, to the best of my ability, I have the heart to want to do it. Think about just an application, how that obedience even in your life brought blessing. So you think of um, salvation. The blessing of eternal life, the blessing of salvation, to know that our sins are forgiven, to know that we have the hope of eternal life, we have the hope of the resurrection. How did we, how did we receive this free gift? We received it by being obedient to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you agree with that? And when he says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have to will be obedient to that and call upon the name of the Lord, receive the free gift. It's not by works. Amen. But boy, it is a blessing. It is a, it is a huge... Yeah. It is, it's the best thing that's ever happened to us. He says in Galatians chapter 3, and verse 13 and 14, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made curse for us. Jesus Christ, he took, he took our sin on Himself. He took the curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on the tree. Then He says in verse 14, That the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It's because of Jesus Christ and His death his burial, His resurrection on the cross of Calvary that made it possible for us to have eternal life, for us to have salvation. But you and I, we have to be obedient to that, right? We have to accept it. We have to receive the free gift. And by, by being obedient to that, we get these great and wonderful blessings. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.13, talking about the Gospel, talking about Jesus Christ, it says, in whom... You also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Do you know that it's possible 
for you to hear the word of truth, for you to hear the gospel, but yet not receive the blessing of it. Is that possible? To be able to hear it, but not receive the blessing of it. How do we receive the blessing of the gospel? It's by hearing, and then what? Receiving. Being obedient. Surrendering to Jesus Christ for salvation. He says, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, the blessing of the Holy Spirit. It was promised by Jesus Christ when He was here on earth. He told His disciples, hey, I'm going to send the Comforter. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to guide you through the Scriptures. He's going to reveal things to us, uh, reveal things to you that I haven't even told you as of yet, right? And so we get the blessing of the Holy Spirit. We get the blessing of eternal life. We get the blessing of... Heaven, we get the blessing of fellowship and reconciliation with God, all because of the obedience and salvation. And it's a, it's a simple step. You know, being obedient to that one, in my mind, is, is almost, uh, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you accept salvation? Why wouldn't you accept the free gift of Jesus Christ if you had the chance, if you had the ability? Why wouldn't you? But some don't. Some are indifferent to it. Some are even opposed to it. But there's so much great blessing in the salvation. You know, some blessings don't always come in the form of what we get. Some blessings come in what we avoid. Would you agree with that? In what we avoid. You know, there is, in the Christian life, in in our walk with Christ, there are things that the Word of God tells us that we're to abstain from. There are some things that the Word of God tells us that we are to abstain, abstain from, from, from sin. And the, and the blessing that it will bring in our life is the safety and the danger that sin brings. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And James, he doesn't paint a pretty picture about this pattern of temptation that leads to sin that leads to death. James doesn't make it pretty at all. And it's not. There are so many traps out there for us to fall into. We can think everything's going all right in our own mind, our own heart, yet we could be going the wrong way for a long time. You agree with that? And there are some traps. There's financial traps. There's relationship traps. There's marriage traps. There's traps of how we bring up our children. There's... There's, there's all kinds of traps that if we're not sensitive to the Word of God and, and His, and His, His uh, direction for our life will keep us from these temptations, these traps, these things that can absolutely hurt us and destroy us. So there's a blessing in our life of, of, of being obedient to the things that God look. The thou shalt nots in the Bible, thou shalt nots, if we'll heed those, if we'll obey those, that will bring blessing in our life. It's not a God that is just has, is cold and is, is unconnected from us and has laid down these set of laws and just waiting for someone to break them. No, you as a parent, you don't want your children hanging out with the wrong crowd, do you? Right. You don't want them getting into some big-time trouble that's going to end up destroying their life and dragging them down and bringing them down and bringing destruction. The Bible says that a companion of fools shall be destroyed, right? And we don't want that. 
But God the Father is no different. Right. And the things that He puts in the Word of God is He's putting those in there to say, hey, avoid this. Avoid this trap. Avoid this scenario. You say, well, I think I can handle it. I think it's okay. You know, the Word of God says this is the way for marriage. The Word of God says this is the way for finances. The Word of God says this is the way that I should have uh, uh, be, uh, treating my spouse and all these sort of things. But, you know, I, this is 2016, you know? Or we make up something. You know, this is America. This is society. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What, what matters is that we're seeking the Lord and seeking His uh, perfect, perfect will and being obedient to it. I had a quote here somewhere from, I can't even find it now, from uh, uh, um, John Bunyan. He said, uh, he said he, he's, he's the author of Pilgrim's Progress, the most printed book in the English language besides for the Bible. And he says, what God says is best, although all the people in the world are against it. What God says is, so, 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 you know, so it's not popular at this point, you know. The wonderful thing about the uh, United States and America is, is, is for a time, and, and still there's groups and a lot of people that fear God and, and believe His word. And so, uh, but as we move away from that, there will be a lot of things that uh, become unpopular that God says. But if we obey, in our, in, you know, it might not be possible. Maybe it is possible to change the whole country. I don't know. I'm not going to give up, <laughs> right? No. To change. Uh, but, but, but you, me, ourselves, individually, we can seek out the Word of God and say, I don't necessarily care what everybody else says is okay. If God says it's not okay, then... As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we'll do what's right and have a good attitude, a good spirit about it, of course. We, we want to do that. We're not going to try and be rude about anything. But there are blessings. There is protection in obeying the Father's Word. And it will keep us from a lot of traps. It will keep us from a lot of heartache. That's what, that's what he says in Timothy. He says, hey... Uh, this sin of covetousness, Paul tells Timothy. Many people have been caught and trapped and snared, and he says, and it brings on their life many sorrows. Sin, as we all know, because we all have the same, I hate to, you know, we have all have the same flesh. We all do. And so sin, for all of us, has a pleasure for a season, right? But there is, there is sorrow that follows. See, see, there's results of sin, and that's death, and that's sorrow, and that's pain, and that's it's being in bondage and, and, and trapped. But there's also results of obedience. This is the point I'm trying to make. And what is the result of obedience? It's blessing, it's life. You see? And it's not necessarily, as we think of blessing, it's not necessarily... Uh, just all kinds of material blessings. But it is a sweet fellowship with the Lord. It's eternal rewards. There's blessing from obeying His word of the things to abstain from, the things to avoid. But there's also great blessing in obeying God's commissions. Obeying God's commands. 
I don't believe that in, in, in our Christian life that it's all about being careful not to make a mistake. I don't believe that at all. I believe that much more of our Christian life is going to be about stepping out by faith and following God. And in doing that, there's going to be fears. We're so human. There's going to be faults. There's going to be, we're going to fall. Uh, but that is part of it. And if we are, listen, if we're sensitive to the Lord, we're sensitive to the Spirit, we're seeking after Him, I truthfully believe on a daily basis He'll begin to command us, commission us, the things in our life to do. And then there's blessing in doing those things. He has purposes for us. The fruitfulness many times and the fulfillment, the rewards come after the commands. After we obey, after we step out and do what He's telling us to do. That's the action part. If there's, you know, I'm not knocking uh, the, Christian, the Christian church in America. I'm not. It's a blessing. God's blessed us. But, but maybe it would be wonderful if there was a lot, lot less talking and a little more action outside of these walls. Outside of these walls. And, and the action is a lot less, you know, and I'm not saying praising isn't good, and I'm not saying all those things aren't great, and those are. Come into church, and it's nice, and everybody here, uh, you know, is, is a Christian, and it's easy here, and it's wonderful, and it's cozy and nice, and we can praise God. But when we leave here, putting it into action, right. saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the Lord is calling me to do. I'm going to step out and put our faith. That's our faith. Our faith will come out in obedience and following God in our everyday life. I know there are many times that in my life that the Lord has led me and initially I was fearful and and a lot of times when he does that that is uh, it later if you look back on it is some of the greatest decisions that I've, I've and we as Rebecca and I have ever made the most fruitful decisions I remember when, without, without a doubt, uh, you guys have heard this story so many times, when I gave my life to the Lord on that Monday morning at work, and I knew at that very moment, it wasn't a voice, a loud voice out of heaven, but it was so loud and clear in my heart that He told me to move to Ohio and go to Bible school. And that was, that was uh, scary at first, you know? Uh, but... What, <coughs> What I do when I'm scared is do it first and do it quick so that I just get it over with and don't have to... I, I, that day told my boss that I, had, I was given my two weeks and that day I put up my Harley and my car for sale and, and two weeks from that Monday morning I had everything packed in the back of my truck, everything that I owned, <laughs> and a tarp over the top because it was raining that day and I was on my way to Ohio. And I have to say that the fear that I face cannot be compared to the blessing that I've experienced. It's the truth. I remember about three years ago when we were planning Wellspring, and I knew that God told us to do this. There was fear in that, believe it or not. There was also fear in, alongside him telling us to do that, he told us, Rebecca and I, for me, to uh, resign the job that I had. I did it at the same time, same week. 
which is, I wouldn't recommend it unless God tells you to do it. I would not recommend it. And matter of fact, a lot of people told me that they didn't recommend it. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't recommend it either, but I'm just doing it. I'm just doing what the Lord told me to do. I have to say that it's been three and a half years. It was one of the, one of the greatest decisions that we'd ever made. It was Amen, the most fruitful and wonderful decisions that we'd ever made. And, then, and, many, and I'm not just saying that about me. I'm just saying when God puts something on your heart and he says, hey, do this. And initially the fear can come so heavy. And that's normal. It's not, it's not that we're weak Christians because we, we have fear. It, it just glorifies God is when we're absolutely scared to death and we still do it. Only, the, only re, the only rational reason why is because deep down in our heart we believe God is telling us to. And that's the only explanation that you can give anyone. And if they don't get that, they're just looking at you like, I don't get that, you know? I don't get this. Look at uh, Luke, Luke chapter 5. He does do this. Actually, if you look back on your Christian life, it, it can almost be charted like that. Uh, God says, do this decision. Make this, go this place, go this way. There's fear, then there's obedience, then you live in it for a while, then you see the blessings of it, then you get comfortable with it, then he says, another decision. And then there's the fear, and many times, as I see, the fear maybe gets greater, the calling gets deeper, but the blessing also will grow with it. I'm just saying, as you look, if you're close to the Lord, you'll see that, you'll see that, that he's constantly... He's, he's constantly working in our lives. He's, and the only way to expose our faith is fear. When we're facing these things, when we're facing the impossible, when we're facing the hard, you, you, you can say your faith until you're blue in the face, that you believe and trust God. You can say that all you want. But when the rubber meets the road, God will prove our hearts. He'll prove it. That's the fact. Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, and verse 4. You understand this, he's, he, Simon uh, Peter, he's a commercial fisherman, many of the disciples were. In verse 4, we'll pick up the story in Luke chapter 5. And when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. Now, Peter here, he knew what he was doing when it came to fishing. I mean, he was a commercial fisherman. And he fished all night. Apparently, in Peter's mind, that was the best time to fish, right? Or he wouldn't have been out there all night. And the fishing just wasn't good that day. And at this point of the day, he didn't think it was the greatest idea to go out in the deep and try it, try it again. But he said this. He said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the neck. In other, in other words, look, God, I know probably more about my business than other people do. But if you tell me a non-conventional way... If you tell me something to do that goes against what I've always done and how I've always thought and what I've always... I'll do it. I'll do it because you told me to do it. Verse 6, And when they had done this, they obeyed, right? Mm -hmm. 
they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were, I mean, they're, high, they're I'm putting this in today's terms, the business got so great, they're hiring, they're hiring subcontractors to come in to help get the work finished. They're trying to get this all done. It's just too much. There's just too much work, they're hiring their friends. He says, which were on the other ship, and they, that they should come and help them, and they came and filled, look at this, both of the ships, so that they began to sink. I mean, business just started booming right here. You know, most of the time when you're in business, you're, you're half, half the time always worried that your ship don't sink because of lack of business. Now, here they are. They're, 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 they're worried that their ships are going to sink because they got too much business. They got too much. God just blessed them completely and totally. And not just blessed them, but blessed everyone around them. Verse 9, For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drop of the fish which which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now, it's craziest that as soon as their business is doing the best, that they quit. But you see here in the passage that Jesus says to them, fear not. Now, why would he say to them, fear not, when they just had their best day ever? The reason why is because... He had told them something, they'd obeyed it, he'd blessed them, and then he was going to tell them something else. They're, you know, and that's how it works. You say, I want God to do all, you know, I want God to do things in my life, I want God to use me. Obey what he's telling you today. When we get, when we do that, then he'll give us something else. And he had something greater for, for Peter the commercial fisherman, not that that was wrong, not that that was wrong, but he was about to change his career. Simon Peter's uh, career was about to change for the rest of his life. And, and by the way, when we, uh, when we think about uh, Peter and the disciples, uh, I, you know, they're just men, just like you and I. Nothing, nothing you know, special in the, that sense other than they were with Jesus. That's what made him special, that he used them, that he led him. But would you say that it was a good decision of Peter, the fisherman, to quit his job and follow Christ and serve him? Sure. Oh, yeah. That was a great decision. And he had greater blessings for him. But you know what he said? Fear not. Why? Because it's going to be natural for us to... Hey, if you're, if you're comfortable in your Christian life right now... Uh, Chances are the Lord, he'll, have, he'll lead you and guide you around and get you into some uncomfortable circumstances, uncomfortable things. Why? So that he can bless you. We see it clearly in the story of Abraham. Why did he test and why did he tempt Abraham? So that he could bless him. Right? Why did, why did, he, why did he test Peter? So that he could use him. So that he could use him greater. And even all the way to the point when Peter denied Jesus. He even used that in his life. Why? So that he could use them. That's what the Lord's constantly doing with us as he's bringing us along, 
seeing if our heart will be obedient to His Word and obedient to His will. Why? Because He truthfully does want to use us. Because He truthfully does, I believe, want to bless us. He is a good Father. Yes. And He right. is worthy to be trusted. He is, our obedience, is, it's safe with Him right. to obey Him. Why? Because He's going to help us. As He calls us to things and He moves us in His life, our lives, I would say that we should be obedient. I say, I say that we should be careful and attentive to follow Him. In closing, our desire of our heart should be His will over ours. His word, important, valuable, will be attentive to it. All these blessings that the Lord has for us, these things begin at salvation. Salvation is something that can be had, can be gained, can be given today. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, the gospel message is one that's simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. His death, burial, and resurrection for our sins. If you'll receive Him, if you'll believe that gospel message, He will bless you with eternal life. That's a promise. That's a blessing. You You could experience, if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you could experience the greatest blessing this morning, today by the obedience of salvation. I pray that you would. I pray that when we give a chance here to pray, that you would accept that. You know, you could have the blessing in your life by being obedient to the things that you know that you're to abstain from. Most of the time, we know the things in our life that are hurting us. We know the things in our life that the Holy Spirit is telling us to stay away from. We know those things. And if you don't, then hey, get into the Word of God. And as we search the Word of God, as we look into the Word of God, which is a mirror that focuses on, shows us ourselves. He'll show us the things that we need to clean. He'll show us the things that we need to abstain from for our own benefit. And then, today, make that decision to say, Lord, this isn't good. This isn't right. I'm asking you, God, to help me. I'm asking you, God, to to deliver me from this evil, to not lead me into temptation. I'm confessing it as sin in my life, and I'm asking you, God, to help me. And I believe that He will. He'll put put us on a path when our heart is right to begin to help us to bring us out of these temptations. And then, what is God calling us to? What is God calling you to? What has God told you to do that we need to just do it? It might just be uh, the action of a conversation with someone, a phone call, a letter, uh, an apology. I don't know. It might be just doing, starting something in our life that we've known that we were supposed to do and we've just not done it and now we're saying, I'm going to do it. Something that we've been afraid of doing. But now we're going to fight through it with faith and say, God, I know that there'll be blessing in the long run because of my obedience to Him. There will be initially fear. There always is. But that can be overcome by faith. And the great blessings, the great blessings of fellowship with Him. There's great blessings in obedience. The fellowship, the fruitfulness of obedience, and the eternal rewards. The eternal rewards. I believe that. I don't know that I focus on it enough. 
But I do believe that what we do here on earth is going to affect our eternity and our rewards of Christ at the, great, at the uh, judgment seat of Christ. So as we bow our heads to pray, we're going to sing a song. But before we do, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I pray that you just talk to the Lord and receive Him this morning, sitting there at your seat, and ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Accept Him into your heart to save you. If we need to say, Lord, I'm going to make that step. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this to action. Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to with your strength and your power, I'm going to stop that that's hurting me, hurting my family. The thing that I'm doing that I know is right, God, I'm confessing the sin. God, I want to move on in the, in the greater blessing. I want the protection of my life and my family that I don't destroy it with the sin that's uh, besetting me, that's so easily tempting me. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you. And Lord, help us. Help us to be obedient to you. Help us to be obedient to your word. Lord, help us to draw close to you. Lord, we know that there's blessing in being in fellowship with you. We know that there's blessing in obedience. And so, Lord, help us to be those that are obedient. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.